Hey, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church family, it is great to be with you, and it's incredibly great to be sitting here with you. Kevin Eshelman this morning, uh, um, just tracked back from a trip to Brazil, just spoke this message, and mm-hmm. we want to chat about all those things. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Jim, and welcome to all of you listening, and thanks for taking time to hearing what we have to say. Appreciate yeah. it. We think you hear us speak a lot, so to take a little bit of extra time in a podcast to listen to us is uh, an honor. We appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. and one thing that I love that Kevin does mm-hmm. as lead pastor is oftentimes when he gets up to share... He has so many threads running through his heart and his mind toward us. It's a little different than if I get up to share. I'm like, Jim, share on X. Kevin gets up and he's he's weaving a tapestry of everything going on in the community. There's so much happening, yeah. And uh, three things I saw this week, Kevin. One, just how you handled Vince and Katie Diller's testimony about being able to lead the, this uh, this gentleman that was yeah. part of a homeless couple how they led him to the Lord, and how they used your approach you use at the end of like responding to yeses. And then the second thing you weaved in was Brazil, and then, of course, the message. So I just want to say, well done, first of all. <laughs> really proud of you to weave them all together. And closing by about, uh, yeah, whatever time that was. Actually, you did all right. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin and I, yeah. We're a little bit loose around the edges on that end time. Uh, yeah. Oh, may the spirit of Wes's gifting fall on me. That guy nails it every time. But all that to say, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Vince and Katie Diller yeah. thing. I, I know him personally. I know you know him. I yeah. love Vince and Katie, their family. They run a connect group down in Lancaster City. I've had the privilege of going and hang out with. Um, just love who they are. I could totally picture them in that event, yep, right? Exactly. And, and the <clears> fact <throat> that I think what struck me was how much how they made themselves available. It yeah. gets back to this leaving margins enough and being yeah. available enough. And I am just it makes me proud cuz cuz we Very care much. about this art of neighboring um series that we try to do every year and to see someone just living it. Yeah. And then for it to line on that weekend the same weekend we're yep. talking about it is <clears throat> great. Yeah. Yeah, for those two it was it was kind of a proud moment for mm-hmm. I guess for us as a congregation especially for us as leaders. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there's so many key things that just simply affirmed what you said the week before and what we said, because it was a little bit of like, huh, I wonder if they have food. Yeah. So it wasn't an audible voice from heaven, like, go over there, say us, thou, speak to That's this. Right. You know, it was, it was just simply a hunch. Mm-hmm. And they acted on a hunch and significant ministry occurred. That's right. And so there was so much that about it, it was completely normal. That you wouldn't wait. You know, sometimes when we talk about being led of the Lord, we make it so mystical that we miss yeah. the practicality That's of it. That's right. And so for them, it was just simply, oh, I wonder if they have enough food, which led to this, led to a question, which led to someone getting led to the Lord, which led to very practical help of, hey, we're putting you up in a hotel, getting you, you know, make sure you're clean, you have clothing to go to a job right. interview. And it all began, all of it began with, oh, I just wonder if they have food. Yeah, you know, I got pushed, I had a fun pushback Two weeks ago, I entitled my message, Take One Steps. Um, um, and it was funny because uh, one of our personals was like, Jim, you can't do that and then not explain it. But I, I said, well, hey, think about it, though. What I, and I think you, you called it in the message. I was trying to say that if you take one step, you're going to find that the next steps just align. The Holy Spirit just yep. steps in and then keeps that thing moving forward. And Vincent and Katie's testimony was exactly that. Like you said, responded to, I wonder if they have food, and then yep. every step Everything became apparent place. after that. that and isn't it beautiful to be a part of 
the kingdom in that way. You know, I've done a lot of relief and development work in my life, and I watched a lot of the humanist worldview around relief and development work. And they carry such a burden to have to solve all of humanity and every yeah. issue. Yeah. One of the things we get to do is there is such freedom in I only do what I see the Father doing. Right. Yeah. Of just taking that step of availability, obedience, and then watching what happens. And then leaving when you're done because you're not the total package fixing exactly the whole thing, right? right? Yes. Um, yep. And it is so freeing and so enjoyable. Ag- exactly right. Yeah, love That's that wonderful. part of it. I also want to say now, hey, Bra- the Brazil testimonies, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, as uh, you speak to anybody that was on that Brazil trip, um, that was just a little bit of a taste mm-hmm. of some of the things that we occurred there, I, occurred for us. And I think each of us are still in a place of processing, like almost like what exactly happened and what's my response. Yeah. And what I want to be careful about for each of us and anything that we do in the future is um, it can almost be like a vacation. What I mean by that is you go and experience mm-hmm. something, you come back and step right back into life. Mm-hmm. That's not what this was about. It was okay. about learning, observing, serving them. But what what steps can we take to actually receive some of the things that are happening there as yeah. well? So we're not trying to copy like we want to be a Brazilian right. church, but God's at work there. So right. what can we learn from them? That's right. And um, I'm going to ask you in a second mm-hmm. if you could label... <clears throat> one of the seeds you think you're bringing back. But let me intro the question first. I'm just giving you a hint yeah, so you have time yeah, to sure. think. Right? Like, uh, on Sunday, I was able to share the word and remind people of a word that many people in the community don't know that we received because of it was actually a prophetess in our, in our midst who brought it to Matt and I a while back. And I just want to give Matt Swords a shout-out. Matt keeps track yes. of all the words that this community has given. And he prays over him. He cares oh, yeah. for him. Matter of fact, the other week I gave the HS Harvest Net School of Ministry students an assignment. <clears throat> Go to your faith community, your dominant faith community you're part of, and ask them what words God has spoken over there or mm-hmm. prophetic utterances over there as a whole, because they're part yep. of yours, right? Yep. It, it, that's part of what you get as well yep. on top of whatever the Lord might have for you individually. All that to say, I was able to email Matt, and Matt was sent me an immediate list so that yep. anyone who's oh, in Harvest Net School of Ministry is part of ECC got it. I'm like, what a gift. But anyway, one of the words we had was that the two main aisles coming up were tilled earth, yeah. and that the Lord hadn't yet dropped the seeds, but the earth was being tilled, and back in May <clears> this word came and that the Lord would be delivering the seeds. And then that person came and said, when I heard the intent of that team going to Brazil and coming back, I felt the Lord say, there will be seed. Those are some of the seeds I'm planting here. Yep. So I'm not even sure if you got to hear that whole story until I got up to share it mm-hmm. on the weekend. But I want to believe that there are some seeds. And if you had to say, hey, here's one, one of the seeds that I think is coming back, what do you think it is? Yeah, well, a couple of things. First of all, uh, when it comes to the prophetic gift, I have actually not seen anybody steward the words the way Matt Swords does. Yeah, he does. So, because um, oftentimes that gift will be bent towards, um, it's just my gift to deliver it. Yep. Like what yep. happens beyond that, it's not my responsibility. And Matt really does. Like he stewards those. Mm-hmm. And as you said, in times when I've done the same thing, hey, Matt, what about this that was said? Mm-hmm. He'll know. Like he'll oh, know. Like, exactly. Yeah. He'll have quotes. Yeah. And, and he'll so, even have further thoughts. Like, yeah, I've been thinking on that. Brain yeah. dies, right? And I'm a, like, that's man, amazing. praise Jesus. <laughs> so I do believe there's seeds being sown back here. Um, I think it's seeds of faith. Like when you're in that kind of environment where, like I said on this past weekend, um, I feel like I'm, I'm full of faith. Like, I mm-hmm. believe God can do anything. Yeah, but yet yeah. I was in an environment where I thought, like, my unbelief was actually exposed. Yeah. And so how do you manage it? How do you grow a congregation um, in, a, in, a, in an area of faith where faith is built over time 
to eventually you begin almost kind of taking a shift towards yeah. that being normal. That's right. So now we've taken, a, we've taken significant steps, and God's doing significant work. And even Dr. Randy Clark, has, as I've you know, given him a bit of an assessment, and he's looking at a broad, hey, this is what you see happening in the church. This is some of the things you see happening in the world. And he would even indicate that we've taken significant steps where salvation is normal. That's right. Healing is normal. Like we're not, right. we're not even fishing for testimonies. Yeah, that's right. Like it's just simply coming to us, the flow of the word of knowledge. And so mm-hmm. he would even say we've turned a corner when that's become normal. It is. It is. And uh, which is very significant. Mm-hmm. There still is a sense of releasing that I think that we need to step in towards. Mm-hmm. towards. There's some steps of faith that I believe God has for us to mm-hmm. take in the coming weeks, coming months. Yeah, I and, agree. I would agree. And I feel like there's some things even, so Dr. Randy Clark's coming to be with us. HarvestNet Summit on the last day, Friday, and then with us as a congregation on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I think there'll be some things that he'll be imparting to us as well. Yeah, I heard that. two things in that. One is um, there may still yet to be a stone or an obstacle to clear around unbelief. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if that soil is truly turned up, there's also, that's a moment when stones yeah. come up that got pushed up by a freeze right. previous, right? right? So so I do want to mm-hmm. I do want to state that, that it, it touched me, something in me, when you said that, like, here I am, a man of faith, and I went to a place where things are so powerful and so evident that it was even hard to believe for me and yep. to step into as one of the probably premier people of carrying a gift of faith <laughs> in our community. So right away, I want to believe for, our, for all of us to grow in our expectation of what God can do, right? right? That, that's yep. the positive side of yep. it, is rather than I have a spirit of unbelief or, or we have weak faith or something, it's more like, no, I want a full vision yep. of what God's willing and wanting to do in our yep. community. Exactly. Uh, and figuring out how to get there. And then I think um, I think we're doing some great things. I think, remember, Randy Clark is coming mm-hmm. to hang out with us at the beginning of November. I know this. I invited you all last week. HarvestNet School of Ministry is spending four weeks on the spiritual gifts intensive, word yep. of knowledge, prophecy, and healing. Uh, <clears throat> the gentleman who's running that, Mark Calkins. Jimmy Nyman will tell me that he's one of the most gifted imparters and healers that he knows. I'm like, Mark, that's heavy. That's either pressure (laughs) or you're stepping into something, brother. You better be ready. Uh, So there are ways to even practically steps towards uh, seeing some of these things develop and greater confidence, boldness, et cetera. I do think in our culture, and I'm not sure when I say culture, if it's effort of community church specific or just culture, I think it's a little bit more culture wide. Mm -hmm. You have a theological cessationism that God doesn't operate in the same way as he once did. And I think most of us can acknowledge that, okay, we don't believe that. We believe all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are active to us today, available to us today. But then there's what I call a practical cessationism. Mm -hmm. I call it a soft cessationism, right? Where it's like... (laughs) Okay, but I, I believe it, but I've not seen it. That's right. And so there's ways of stepping into dealing with that. But I think there's a place of admission. That, okay, yeah, I believe it. I have a mental yeah. and theological ascent. All those gifts, I'm still looking for those way, ways that those things operate. That's right. And that's helping us yeah. to uh, step into it more and more. Last year, uh, it would have been last fall, as we just simply said, okay, we're going to push for some... Uh, push is not the right word. We're going to seek the Lord for increased detail mm-hmm. in words of knowledge. That's right. Can I, yeah, go keep that up. I want to yeah, share so, the one from this last yeah, weekend. Uh, so... We just with intention. So we get an impression, okay, you're sitting in a 
room with a thousand people and you have an impression that someone needs to have their back healed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you actually need a word of knowledge for that one. That's right. <laughs> because, people just, yeah. I mean, just to kind of run the numbers. But to say, okay, it was an injury from 20 years ago and it's been reoccurring and, you know, God wants to bring healing to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of increase of the detail of the word of knowledge actually releases an increase of faith, That's right. which the one that you talked about this, yeah, past, this weekend, past weekend, by the time the person walked to the front, they're like, I just know God's going to do exactly. something. Exactly. It was a done it's deal. just going to eliminate it, anything. Mm-hmm. There was no wandering around all of that. It's like, I know God's up to something. Yeah. And, and here's what I love about the increased detail and word of knowledge. And I'll tell that story is it, number one, increases the level of intimacy we're feeling from our God that he yes. sees us and yep. he's aware. And knows. Because remember, signs and wonders, I want them because I want the belief in our great God to rise, yep. right? If they're in our midst, yeah. um, even when I read Bartimaeus, the Bartimaeus story, I love that the verse ends, and he was completely healed, and he followed Jesus. Yeah. Man, I'm like, ding, that's, that's what right. I want. Yep. Um, but uh, this last weekend, there was a woman in the audience who clearly felt that when she heard the word come out, I, I shared it at halfway point in the service, and then I reiterated at the end around, hey, you've experienced a recent disappointment around employment or vocation, and, and it's, it's really sent you for a bit of a loop. She knew it was her. She leaned over to her husband and says, it's me. Her husband even encouraged her, go forward, and he, he actually named me. Maybe Jim will pray for you up there. And she really felt like she was supposed to, but then she'll, she said that during the rest of the service, she thought to herself, you know what, I won't do it. Maybe I'll yeah. give Jim a call because she happens to know me pretty well. She was going to check in on me. Then at the very end of the words of knowledge, um, there was one that was put in, and it was handed to me seconds before I went up, and I had to quickly <laughs> discern whether... And man, sometimes you're like, oh, Lord, that's... Now's not the right time. Exactly. <laughs> right. But but on the other hand, I, I trust this young prophetess <clears throat> who is growing. I really do trust her gifts. And I had to wait a little bit, and she said something along the lines of, the Lord's going to be restoring your voice or giving you your voice mm-hmm. back. Oh, and by the way, you, you're wearing jewelry and heels today, and you spent time picking them out. So this woman in the audience that morning had spent extra time because her husband had just bought her a pair of earrings that week. She said, I worked hard to match. And she says, I will decide to wear these shoes because they match the earrings and they were heels. And she even thought to herself, wow, it's not usual that I wear heels at church. So when that word came, she knew knew that God was talking to her about something going on in her vocational life and that getting her voice in vocation was a part of what God was doing in her life. It was pretty easy to pray over at that moment. You're just saying, yes, Lord, more, Lord. Well, Uh, now, so those that are watching the podcast get a little bit of the behind the scenes. Yeah. So I got that word on Saturday night Yeah. while I was praying through the building. Yeah. And, uh, the first w- word about the, uh, about the vocational employment, employ- yeah, disappointment. The employment right. disappointment. And so part of that, I went to you and I said, um, and I think that this person's going to be seated in this area over yeah, here. Yeah. So can I ask you, did she say where she was seated? No, but I know where these people sit. They sit on that right side. Okay. So, Which, so just so for the podcast. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. It would have been the area. <laughs> so we're I learning. That we're learning in this. <laughs> and there's a bit of an experiment. So part of it, like when you're giving a word of knowledge, I want to know, like, was it right? Like what part That's of right. it was on track? What part of it was off track? Yeah. And it's fun to discover. And another little the behind the, the scenes there, I went up to Kevin on Sunday morning. I said, Kevin, right. I'm trying to decide which words are carrying over from last yep. night. Because uh, we don't always hear if someone responded, et cetera. And I even said to him, like, I'm thinking of bringing forward yeah. the one about education, but I'm going to be sensing it during pre-service prayer. Yeah. Felt like to go for it. Really glad. Yeah. Really glad that we did. And God took it, added to it, and made it more specific oh, in the man. 
And trust yeah, me, I'm again, you don't, it doesn't take a lot to minister over someone when the <laughs> Lord's right. already uh, revealed his love and concern there. Now, I know we're at time, and we didn't even, we barely got a chance to talk about our Art of Neighboring series, particularly Kevin's stuff this week on what it means to view neighboring as an opportunity, not just geography. Yep. Any th- concluding thoughts? And then tell us what's coming up in yeah, future series. Um, yeah, you heard that. I would just simply add one thing to the, um, the Art of Neighboring. And that is the culture that we live in has gotten so mean. Mm. So polarized. The bar is pretty low. (laughs) No, it really is. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. The bar is very low. Look at your neighbor and smile and you've got a breakthrough. No, I'm I'm not (laughs) sounding overly simplistic, but just being nice to people, common courtesies, like somehow we just need to lead the way in that. Yeah, that's pleased. And that was really the only thing I could add to it is that, I mean, you've got some things being alert to interruptions. You saw a testimony concerning that. But um, be careful what you're feeding your heart and soul with, because mm-hmm. you're feeding your if, if you're feeding yourself with heart it's and soul, a, it's affecting how you're news, treating the like, other. It just yeah. it, it it affects your worldview. Mm-hmm. It does, and just be careful about that. Yeah, that's a good word. Coming up, uh, we have some different things coming up this weekend. Uh, it's coming weekend. It's going to be a bit of a family meeting. Mm-hmm. So we both have uh, some family conversations happening in the weekend service. We have a congregational meeting Sunday afternoon. Two o'clock afternoon in the afternoon. That I realize that most people can't be a part of, but we're going to record that. And so just take a look, listen to that. I'm going to the youth meeting on Saturday, Sunday evening That's as right. well. So that'll be fun. And then after that, we get into the You Asked For It series, yeah. which will be October and November. Yep. And let me just simply say, this congregation gives assignments. That's right. These were not easy topics. <laughs> but then again, that's the nature of engaging culture. Yeah. And so right? we're actually, it's going to be, uh, I think, six or seven weeks, but we're only topic, uh, tackling, I think, four topics. Mm-hmm. One is uh, how do we interact with government in a way that honors God? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a couple weeks. Uh, another one that's going to be several weeks in a row is going to be how do we minister, what, how do we deal with the issue of identity in our culture, mm-hmm. being uh, transgender, sexual identity, and then how do we minister to people in the midst of that? Mm-hmm. That's going to be two or three weeks. And then a couple other topics has to do with faith and works. Mm-hmm. We're saved by grace, but we're saved by grace to do good work. Yeah. And how do you walk that balance out, especially in a religious environment that is central Pennsylvania, yeah. will be a topic there as well. That's great. And then one's an apologetic, um, which I think we consistently wrestle with, is if God is good, yep. why is there suffering? he's all-powerful, why is there suffering mm-hmm. and evil in the world? Yeah. So good questions. If we can answer all those questions in the course of the next eight weeks, uh, we will be in good shape. Yeah, I'm looking forward (laughs) to it. And I would love to be a part of a community that trusts that God has something to say on these topics. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you. Thanks for giving us your time this week. And we hope to see you at one of our weekend services. Be well, folks. Have a great week. Thanks, Jim. Sure. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com. community